All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Daddy long that game and shout out to Real Life Crew. Hey, you're one of 12 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. Yeah, you know what? To define that uh, uh, better, um, I think the key there is. I just lost my trend of thought. Real Life Podcast, week two, part one of two was last week with Laddie Smead. This week we got two of two. We're spitting hot fire. Laddie's in the studio and he's talking uh, about his time with the Oilers and time in the NHL. Let's get it started, part two. There's gold being spat. Unbelievable. It's like the, it's, it, it's, it's such, it's been such a good content uh, podcast and it's gone to such length. We got to we got to split up the finale just like you do with Hunger Games or the Twilight series. You see finale? Last. Just hold on. What is it? Smart. Say it again. Finale or finale? finale. Oh shit. Finale. What finale? Well, you don't say finale. I'm bilingual. Finale. What other language do you speak? Tony oh. Finale. <laughs> that is not that is not how it is said. Okay. Okay. Finale. That's finale. a good save though. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyways, Enough about me and more about our, our <laughs> very, about very, very special I don't guests. know more about you, Jared. Did you watch the Wu-Tang documentary? <laughs> no, I have not yet. Are oh, you buddy. into rap music, Laddie Smead? 
Love what are you that watching life. these days? What are you watching these days on TV? Game of Thrones yes. uh, season finale. Finale. Yeah. What did you think? Finale. Of exactly finale. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you've the just guy that doesn't speak English is his own language. I haven't finished the fucking last season. Okay, then we will not talk about Don't it. Don't fucking no. talk so, about it. I'm getting upset already. Laddie, okay. last week on this same exact podcast, we talked about the Wu Tang documentary. You're obviously familiar with them because they were big, you know. Big, yeah. Yeah. So they have a four parter. And we got a lot of traction on social media after talking about it. People went and watched it. People were starting to send us mixtapes. It is so good. Four episodes, one hour is each. Is it on Netflix? Or? It's on Showtime. It's actually Showtime? on Showtime. So I watch it on Crave plus HBO. Like, I don't really know. I just kind of say it into the mic and then it pops up. So Okay. But it's on Showtime. I'm telling you, it's a must watch. It's really I don't even understand how to watch shows anymore. I do what you do. Like, what channel is that on? Yeah, like, no, no, no. You have to get the app. If you stream it on <laughs> oh, your buddy. smart toaster. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't even understand. I'm, like, telling you, yeah, exactly. I'm telling you. What channel? CBS? No, it's not on Just CBS. say it into the mic. I'm telling you. It's Charles, I can't talk to my remote. I'm not from the year 5000. I keep it OG. You know I fought having a flat screen TV in my house for ages. You did, and always with technology. Yeah, you were. I run projection, like the big oh, really? screen, right? Oh, and love I, it. When you were little, like the bigger the better. Oh, fuck it, right. And then the flat screens came out, and all of a sudden it wasn't the bigger no, the better. No, no. And I was like, I have a TV that's 72 inches. When the flat screen technology is bigger than that, I'll talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it. fuck it. Oh, and shit. then one day they sent out like a, like the Telus guy's like, oh, yeah, man, we can't like even plug your TV into camera. You don't have HDMI. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Dallas. And then, and then he was forced to try to get this 700-pound monstrosity yeah, like, up the stairs. A lot of couldn't even carry this thing. It's that heavy. Yeah. That's no. a good TV. That's awesome. I was I was a little guy, and I like maybe 23, 24, and I had my first time of money. Not uh, playing in Portland money, but money for me. And my parents were like, don't you spend all your new money on a TV? And I'm like, I won't. And the next thing you knew, me and him were dragging this TV oh, down the fucking circular staircase <laughs> at my parents' house. It weighed more money than my house. But now, or made more, weighed more than my house. Now when it goes time to watch TV show, it's like, oh, do you have the app on your box on the fucking yeah. iPhone? And I'm like, what the yeah. shit? I can't watch any of these new shows. I don't even know how to get I them. took I took YouTube off of my all of my like my kids' iPads because I was just not letting them watch YouTube anymore. They were going down rabbit holes. It was getting weird. And I just had to like get it rid of it. Well, little did I know all of our TVs have YouTube apps. And so, oh, so they go on there. Oh, man. They figured it out in five seconds. Well, it's they, impossible. They, they get technology it's awful. kids. Like, yeah. You're in trouble. Uh, you're young my, my have four, and they, they have this like fucking YouTube fucking uh, for kids. Yeah, well, Holy you, shit. There's like fucking so much wrong shit on it. And they, it's really not for kids. It's, it's like, not for kids. No, it's not really at not. all. I, 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 you know, YouTube. They kids. have like a quiet time, so they're like watching it, and all of a sudden, like, what the fuck are you like? What is this? It's like a YouTube kids, and it's like so like inappropriate, weird. Oh yeah, it's like half of it is like in a Chinese language too, or like a Russian. <laughs> what? I, oh man, the videos. Like, there, there's no, no idea. Man. There's no, 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 no. It's literally just like yeah, it's pretty crazy what right. they can get involved oh, in. It's, on there. Father's Day is right around the corner, laddie. I don't answer my phone that day. You know, weird calls from numbers you don't know. <laughs> my kids, they want to make contact. We've I don't had, want that shit. We set up screen time, so like where we can only have them for an hour. We did that six months ago. I'm telling you, we've changed the password ten times. They figured it out nine times. No like way. one time, they got my their grandmother to tell them what it was. Like kids are crazy these days. What? But oh yeah, they, they, they would look over. They would look. They would look over. They would look over our shoulder to get one digit, and then turn away and be like, "I didn't see it." And they would put that in their brain. Like Shawshank Redemption. And then they would like just keep training. looking. Like, okay, what was the second digit? Okay, And they figured nine times, man. I Dude, you have geniuses on there. Fucking, they got to be oh, fucking maybe what? CIA? Fucking. Or, or criminals. I don't know. Yeah. Either <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah. 
That's raising hackers in this day. Oh, I thought Magma, I thought you had something oh, to say. Yeah, just you know, like, grab the mic. Snatch the mic. This is why. You know what? We'll get two mics next time. I have a next note here in my notes. It says, so when you were going to be part of the Danny Heatley trade, mm-hmm. remember that was like hanging in the atmosphere and we didn't know. Did you ever get to see the DVD they made for Danny Heatley? Oh, my God. No. So the Oilers made Danny Heatley a DVD during this schmozzle <laughs> where you were going to get traded. Yeah. And it was like, this is Edmonton. And we heard about it, but no one's ever seen the DVD. You've never... Ne- no, never. I, I, I didn't even know about DVD. You didn't know the DVD? No. Well, I just one morning I, I woke up and my agent's like, my agent texted me, you might get traded for Danny Heatley. What was it? Me, Penner, and... You and Penner. Are you were linked to some crazy big yeah. names. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, fuck. They were trying to convince him to waive his no trade. When yeah. this trade came down, he, they, he wouldn't waive his no trade. So the DVD was them trying to persuade him to, to waive the no trade. trade. Yeah. Oh, I bet you that DVD yeah. I met, I met that, that I, made, I met uh, Heather at uh, Tom Gilbert's wedding. Fuck. We had some laughs about it. We were like, it's always you for me. Because here's the trade. We were traded one for one for Here's the trade. It would have been, uh, it, was, it was Laddie, Andrew Cogliano, and Dustin Penner in exchange for Danny Healy. Like, I almost say thank God we didn't get him. Man, thank God. Otto wins that trade. Oh, every day. Every day. Yeah. I bet you Danny Heatley's one of those guys that's somewhere with a Ferrari, and he's just like, yeah, no, it's fine. I'm fine. Hell of a guy, too. Yeah. I, I, I liked him. I met him a couple times. I liked him. But how did, you, of... how did you feel, like, once you heard that this it's weird. was weird? Like, it it must have been to... a weird month. Yeah, I can't imagine. Uh, you're, then, to, they, you're a good try... oiler. Why are they doing this to you? Yeah, but Danny Heatley, like, hell of a player, man. Like, I don't know. Mm. Like, it's business. Is, that, I, is, I don't, it, I, is it hard to buy in on the one hand and, like, block a shot with your teeth? But then the other hand, be like, oh, well, they're going to maybe trade me and they let me hang. It, it has to be. But it's like, fuck. It's hard. I see both. I see both sides. You know, Just, you're trying to make your team better. And, and this is, you firmly believe it's going to make your team better. And you're going to win a Stanley Cup with this guy. Fuck. I guess it, you got to go with that. Sometimes it works, though. Sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't. Like, you never know until you do it. How do they not know he's not going to? Wave the no trade though. How does this even yeah, come out? How does the that, structure that, break down so hard that, is crazy, that this yeah. actually happens? The, the the way it happened, like you just explained or described, that's fucking crazy. Nuts. It's nuts. You know, but for me, when I'm talking about like just a straight business and if it would be done the proper way, like that's, that's bad fine. business. That, yeah, that's bad business. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a company that's like having real breakdown. Yeah, in I, their structure of how they do simple things. DVD like I would love to see. The I would DVD. give anything to see this DVD. It's like somebody sailing it's on the boat. Be on YouTube. Like, <laughs> it's like oh, you don't think this is? It's probably on YouTube Edmonton. Kids. To yeah, be honest, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Edmonton is a population of nine hundred eighty thousand, and yeah. if you look to your right, there's the Hotel McDonald. They were trying to sell him on the fucking lower taxes, no? Probably at that time, right? Fuck. Yeah, and West Edmonton Mall, all the all the nice showrooms. Beautiful. The theme rooms. Oh, fuck, a great man. water park. A great oh. fucking Indoor water park. Roller coaster. Oh my How could I god. Lose, says Danny Heatley. Oh, was on. it weird to come back to work though? Like coming back to Edmonton after they were trying to move you and it didn't go through? Like was that is is that weird or you it's, just it's, gotta move on? It's weird, but yeah, as soon as the the I have arrived here, it was kind of out of my well, media asked me about it, but I kind of brushed it off. Like you're focusing on the season, like whatever happens, happens. Like like I said, it's part of the business you know and i understand it better now than i did back then but i think i handled myself pretty well you were a pro yeah. i remember you know, like, like you like were it, very classy the whole way you know, through. like it, it happens like i again i would be sad about leaving devastated almost but 
Didn't happen. F- fucking, you know. So it's back to work. Back to work. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when you got traded to the Flames, and I think, did they open the season the next year at the Battle of Alberta? Or like very quickly. Fuck we I saw you in a Flames jersey. Yeah. And we're being like, well, ain't that some fucking shit. It, do you know how, how weird what, what was it? When I, walk, when I walked into the arena and you go left instead of right? At, at, at Rexall. At yeah. Rexall. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Then you, then you go like, you know, from the Zamboni. Oh, through yeah. the Zamboni door. Like, yeah. Fuck. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the same fucking game. Uh, Mike Camilleri, uh, they forgot to put his steel in his skates. He was falling and he's all like, around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he, he, he did his like little fucking quick feet run and like jump on the ice and like boom, face planted. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I started laughing. I was like, holy, I couldn't even, I couldn't even help him how hard I was fucking laughing. So that took my fucking mind off of things. And then you come right before the game, right before the anthems, you come like, it's dark, right? In, at the arena. So I walked in, I did like a fucking hot lap. Didn't see the fucking cable from the TV. Oh, Fucking no. trip over it. Head first into the bars. I was like, guys, some guys saw it, but thank God it was dark, so not too many people saw oh. it. I was like, fucking like, I had like... The same game Camilleri had yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's mayhem. Yeah, it was a fucking... Uh, I jinxed... I fucking jinxed myself. It was a fucking karma, man. Yeah, it was crazy. I just pulled up the uh, trade article from the day that you were moved to... Calgary on yeah. our website on OilersNation.com and one of the first comments is we just traded away a grit and ornery guy that is a massive step back for the organization looking through these comments people were mad man nobody was happy he got traded laddie everybody well, I wasn't was happy either. Speed. I wasn't happy either guys like I, I love I still love it here obviously like come back and, well, you're sitting here in little brick yeah. right now that tells yeah. a lot yeah and I'm from Checkman. <laughs> long way home man but I, I love Edmonton like people can say what they want you know fucking cold whatever fuck I have some real friends. I built built up some great relationships, and it's always gonna be part of me now. So, if you were making a video for the Danny Heatley, if you worked for the Oilers, <laughs> what would be the top five things that you would put on that thing? Good for question, Chalmers. Yes. Well done. Very, Very good, good job. Question. Yeah, I like this podcast. Yeah, top five things. Or just one of the things park. you love about Edmonton, right? Yeah, the water park we know. The people probably. Uh, Joey's Jasper App. Well, no, hey, let him now local. Yeah, don't give him all five things. Yeah. For for sure, for sure, people. Uh, I obviously when when things didn't go well, like you know, they give you sometimes hard times. But mostly, I it was all positive, and they still sell out the fucking building, even though team is going through some shit. So that uh, obviously that the the city. It's been a lo- long, you know, long battle. You know, making playoffs, not making the playoffs. But they still kind of they support you. They still stand behind you. Yeah. Uh, what else? Landmarks. It, you said water park earlier. You said it was great. It's it's great. <laughs> it's great. I, like honestly, new arena, new arena. What do you think of the new arena? It's fucking sick. And and like, I would I would try to sell them on that. You know, like the the downtown is changing. I think great idea. It helped downtown big time. And you can live in a well, tower and yeah. walk across a sky bridge. Exactly. And be in the like it's so convenient for people. Have you been in the new dressing room? I haven't, but no. I, I need to go. I have to, I, I have to. That's can so you cool. Just, you can just say, I'm going to go there and they'll can you just you roll up to Roger's place and be like, I would once to, an oiler, always an uh, oiler. Assholes. <laughs> may, I, I would have to text one of the yeah. equipment managers. Uh, I don't like, it's honestly great to raise your family here. I feel like uh, 
like but i'm f- i'm from czech we don't have that many fucking play parks and all, all that shit you know like but it's very important like when now i have family actually lots to do like i can take them uh like i said play parks a lot, lot of a lot of fields and like kids can be out oh out. every neighborhood has a spray yeah. park a play park like great fields for soccer tons of baseball you know like i think it's a very family friendly yeah. city and then yeah and then i would sell him on some bars probably the pint, oh, the pint. all would of you them say the pint fucking on the rocks on the rocks yeah i I went to Mercer a few times. The bars have changed, hey? It's not yeah. like it used to be no. in back in the day. Like, these oh. little kids. The ranch is closing. I, I heard. Can you what believe a shame. that? What a shame. Unbelievable. Well, was it the ranch when you were here? It was. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. Barry, it was no, ranch, it was, but Barry what was, was, the, what was the... 1996. Iron Horse. Iron Horse. Oh, what a place that was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Always, like, standing behind the bar was awesome. Oh, that place is great. Standing, it had, oh, had guest bartend there in the yeah, middle of the night. It was yeah. unreal. Yeah, yeah. And did, like, when was... No, that was way before him. Like Rum Jungle and Bourbon Street. And Rum stuff. Jungle. Oh, I remember Rum Jungle. Do you remember Rum? I remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was almost yeah, yeah. dangerous place, though. Yeah, it wasn't great. There was, there was some fights there outside. Oh, you got to get in a fight at Rum Jungle. You weren't even trying. Yeah. That was the old <laughs> Yeah. That's garbage, guys. Yeah. You had to leave. You had to leave at about 145. If you were in that open section in the front, yeah. with the, that had the big slope to it when the lights came on. Oh, man. It wasn't hard to get catch a look the wrong way yeah. in that place. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Red, some Reds. good places. Go play bowling, go bowling at Reds. Edmonton changed uh-huh. a lot, though. Like, when you come back home now, do you look and go like, oh, geez, this is not the same like city so ma- Yeah, so many, like, nice and upcoming areas, and it's getting more modern. The restaurant scene's changing a lot, too. Yeah, and, you know, I love I love Calgary. But when you when you go, you know, on the 17th or, like, a Stevens Avenue, like, you have these like little local restaurants not too many chain restaurants and it's all local and i i feel like it's coming here too and it's good to see I, like i'm big food fanatic are you i love i love food yeah and i love to cook like love to bake for kids and even bake man fuck learn baking that is a shocking piece do you, of do you go back to calgary for the stampede every year i went i went for the first time last yeah. year because i was here right. so i went what you think? Crazy. Did you like, take it all? Did I start going like crazy? And I was with with Johnny Hockey too. Oh, oh wow. child, my God! Going to the stand. How'd you walk through Elvis? that place? Yeah, with Elvis. Yeah, <laughs> with Elvis. It was yeah. Little Elvis. Little Elvis. Elvis. Little Elvis. Fucking cra- crazy, crazy. Uh, but it was good to see. Good yeah, experience. You know, like I like to have fun, and it, it was good. Like it's it's good for a city. You know, that generates a lot of money, and like it's 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 a lot of fun. Yeah, like I'm not huge in fucking rodeo or no, but that yeah, kind of shit. that's the thing about the no stampede. Nobody yeah, there is uh, a cowboy yeah. for three days. Like, yeah. yeah, you buy a cowboy hat for th- yeah. seven days of the year. Yeah, and yeah. wear them at the stampede. What were Flames fans like as a flame? Like we're all these fans. We know realistically we're the same people, but we hate them. Like how were Flames fans to deal with those? Uh, different. So than so fans? yeah, it, it is a little different because here, this is like a hard hard working city. You know, like a lot of hard working people. So people are more more I'd say vocal. Uh, that there is more white color, but they still support you to death. Like they love their flames. Yeah, but it's not as. I guess almost I'd say like personal. Like I don't know how to explain it. It's like, can I try? Yeah. So <laughs> can I tell you? Let us know. No, I want to see. I want to see, see if, you, if you agree with this. Yeah. So there, they're a little bit more like business savvy, it, and they and they want and they and they think it might be a little too cool to be like passionate about. The Oilers or the, or the it, Flames, it, but they are here a little more 
you know, blue collar, and it's yeah, it, it's a little, acceptable. Yeah, exactly. But so but I did it. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. That, I think I, I agree with that. I think uh, Edmonton Edmontonians probably work harder to pay for their tickets, so they feel a closer connection to the players. Probably want that closer connection. Where like in Calgary, it's like more corporate and like more like these tickets just come to them because their company bought them. So it's not like it's deep rooted. Yes, they but, want to, but, but they 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 support you fucking like it's like it's crazy there too at times. Yeah, well playoffs. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. it, 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 but it's more personal here. It's more on a personal basis here. Like people, like I don't want to call them blue collar people. Fuck. It's like disrespectful almost. Not at all. I think I'm, I know what yeah, you mean. Like, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Ourselves. It's more like it's, it's like personal. Like they're betting with their own money. Yeah, they're buying they're, Oilers hats with their own cash. Yeah, this guy who fucking makes like three hundred thousand a year, fucking like corporate guy or whatever. He probably doesn't feel like totally comfortable going up to you and fucking being like friendly or like whether it's like that doesn't feel comfortable or or it's too cool. I I don't yeah. know. But here, like. I, People just fucking, they see us like, hey, what's up, man? Is it you? Like, you know, it's like really friendly, like really personal. Yeah. Yeah. I think Oilers can be heroes, right? And like, there's certain players that cross the divide from like people like you to be like, you're a hero, right? I would put you in the hero category, right? That guy. Smitty. Yeah. He was a hero here. Yeah. Smitty's car could break down in 2070 on Jasper Avenue. And old Smitty will get out of his car and like people are like, it's Smitty. And he still has a mullet. <laughs> yeah. And they'll come running out to fix his car <laughs> Seriously. for him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Some I, I Oilers, agree. I think, cross that line. I would put you in that camp. I would no. put you. Yes. Maybe not at a Smitty level, but you're in the camp of the Smitties of like guys who came to Edmonton and bought in. And did what was required to get the job done for sure. Like, I appreciate all, that all people we, recognize that man. Hemsky's another guy like that too, oh, right? Oh, he's, yeah. Hammer, Hammer, paid Hammer the love, fucking price for yeah. years. Hammer loves Edmonton again. Another guy who's got a lot of lot of friends. I love Hammer. Great guy. Fuck. You still talk to him in in the off seasons or however? I haven't I haven't talked to him for a while now. But like we, we used to, I have to reach out to him. This fucking cool fucking Dallas lifestyle fuck. <laughs> fucking probably eating fucking green shit. Fucking I don't know. Is he a health guy now? Is that what he's doing? Yeah, he was turning into that stuff. Fuck. I don't know. I hope he still drinks beers. Fuck. That guy paid the price so oh, God, many nights yeah. to be an oiler. Oh, yeah. But I would include you in that same camp, right? Like, there's guys that come through and you look like... Steve Stales is one of those guys. Jason Smith is one of those guys. Matt Hendricks is one of those guys. Sean Horkoff. Sean Horkoff. Yeah, Sean... Yeah. Uh, so you, how, what did you think of Sean Horkoff? Good job, Chalmers. You're on fire again. Again, one of my favorite people in hockey. Uh, tons of respect for him. For normal guys like us that don't know Sean Horkoff from other than what we see very, on TV, what was he like? Very determined, intelligent guy. Very intelligent guy. Can't stress that enough. Uh, determined, hardworking guy. Always wanted to. Always wanted to get better. So whatever the fucking. He would do anything to make himself a better athlete or better hockey player. So he would fucking buy whatever fucking it took to make yourself better or train different programs or like stay up to date with where like a Chelios, a fitness machine, right? Yeah, like yeah, like really, but really smart and um, yeah, one of my probably my favorite captain I had. Like seriously, I I really I really like Hork. Like, That's interesting. Yeah, That's what makes cool. a good captain? Lead, lead by example doesn't have to even fucking talk that much even though he would have few words but just 
I think you're like born to be captain. It's not like you either have it or you don't. And I, I feel like he had it just whatever he did, he did it right. Like you can't have fucking like from production standpoint, like like point wise, you, you don't have to have, uh, you know, some seasons are better, some are worse, but he showed up every night and he wanted to, I think he was, you, you could use him in any role. He was a hardworking guy. He could produce points. Uh, that, that's just the hockey side. But like off off ice, you could go to him. It wasn't like weird talking to him. Like young, older guy, you could talk to him about anything. He always stood up for his teammates, even against coaches or management. Always told what told them what what the team felt like and what we wanted. And a lot of respect for him, man. And it's really weird how Sean Horkoff was like a late draft pick. And like got better every single year in the NHL because of because of that because work ethic work ethic because you're trying you first of, I think you're trying to fucking uh, you're trying to prove like that you you were you you're you're trying to prove people wrong that you were late drafted fuck why like he he didn't play like a late no draft no pick. but he got every yeah, year you know, he improved and every year work ethic and and just. Uh, like I mentioned, he's very smart. So he knew that he he needs to stay stay uh, updated on everything like that's going going on with training and and that that was the thing like with him like always every fucking year like he would come and he would bring a new thing or talk to the conditioning coach uh, about hey did you hear about this like it's can it make us better or make me better and like that's how he went every year every year. So I think that helped him a lot to getting better and better. It's crazy. Like, so he does the cup run and he's unreal. He got so many points in that cup run in 06, right? Great two-way player. Signs the big ticket deal. This is like the first time the others can afford their star, right? <laughs> and they're like, you know what? We're going to make our bet on Sean Horkoff. I think, I can't remember what the deal was. It was like six years or something like that. It was an amazing contract. And then he went to the All-Star game in his first year into this big contract. Trip fell and blew he, his shoulder. He, he, yeah. At he, the All-Star game. I know. How crazy it's like that? the the climb to get into the NHL, and then took him to the pinnacle of his yeah. career at the All Star Game with like a six year himself. deal in his back pocket, and that's when it came down. Yeah, it it's it sucks, but yeah, fuck. I guess it was supposed to happen. I you know it it sucks, but but he was a great leader, great great leader, and again, like he was in that group with all all these guys. Like he was a little younger than Ethan Morrow or Jason Smith or Stevie Steos. But still, he was in that group. Like Fernando Pisani was a great guy. I think too. the common trend that they all have is that they quietly do the right thing. Exactly. At all time. Exactly. And like, you would never like hear them fucking complain too. No, much you do or, things behind you know? closed doors with certain yeah, people. Exactly. You know, you always are doing in every situation, in every learning position or, or time that there is, they're doing the right thing in the right way. Yeah. So that people respect and it's them just and go. Like they're not even trying. Too hard. Not even it's trying, like effortless yeah. because it's part of you. Like like I said, you're born with that. You know, you can you can get better at that. You can learn a few things, but I think when a lot make, of when it you is make a like, mistake, right? Yeah. Like when maybe you call it the wrong guy yeah. at the wrong time, you get too emotional in a situation, and that's what you go. You know, th- you think about how I could have done that better, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then you do it better the next but time, it, and it, people realize. Just it. like in a real life, right? Like you're trying to be always yeah, like a better same, person like and grow father. as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Totally. I uh, I remember a story about Horky because you're talking about his preparation and always wanted to be better and smart and like student of the game. 
I remember reading an article that he spent the off season. He went to the, the Easton Stick Factory in like Mexico yeah. for like two weeks because he wanted to like make the perfect they stick make, for himself. They make Eastons in Mexico. Well, they did at the time. No, that's yeah. awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's yeah. Warrior so, too, I think it was. Yeah. So he went there because he wanted to like get like the perfect kick point and the curve. Yeah. Like he went and invested the time. I I don't doubt that. Yeah. He was that kind of guy. He's that kind of guy. Like the latest of the latest shit. Fuck, he would have it. Is it? That's but, what you meant when you said he buys the stuff. Like he always had. He was always wanted to be on the cutting edge. Eh? Yeah. Like seriously. Yeah. Because like, he wanted the, it. The determination was incredible. Like to to become better and better and, but. Like he would share it with us too. Like he would like trying to help us. It wasn't like he would just keep it for himself. Like it was like, like a real leader. Like trying to make the fucking team better. And yeah, I. Where's he now? Joey's you know doing. Detroit players development. Player yeah. development in Detroit. Yeah. I think Uncle Ken might try and find a way oh, to bring yeah. him on. Rumor has spot. it Uncle Ken wants to bring <laughs> him. <laughs> that would uh, that would be great for the Oilers. Speaking like, of Oilers captains, I just have to ask, as 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 that guy, what do you think of our new captain, uh, number ninety seven, Connor? Have you heard of Connor McDavid and uh, perhaps his, Mike Jesus? Uh, yeah, hey, hey, that's Jesus. right. We invented that. It's fucking unreal. <laughs> that guy, like I I don't know him, and I personally I I don't know how he's as a captain or leader. Like, is there a little party that once they, an Oilers, always an Oilers that's watching this? I would love. Like, oh I, shit! I like watching the Oilers just because. Well, not just because of him. Well, I like. I always. I want. I want Calgary to do well. I want Oilers to do well. It's like, like having two kids. You, you, you know, love you them know both. like and secretly you too love bad the they hate better. each other. But but just like watching him Honestly, and watching Drysaddle, they even hate it, each other anymore. I I feel like the only people who get amped up for Battle of Alberta games now are the announcers. Yeah. Honest to God. <laughs> They're like, boy, oh boy, the Battle of Alberta, and yeah. fans are like, Whoa. yeah, it's it's not this, like I mentioned. Lucic punched Smith in the head two years ago yeah. at the end of the season. That was pretty. That was like the highlight of the Battle yeah. of Alberta since your days. Fuck. Yeah, like the, Lucic popped the goalie in the head, and we all went nuts. That's that was it. it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fuck. don't get me started. <laughs> we have to. We have to. Try. Uh, yeah, where were we? McDavid. Yeah, yeah. McDavid. Uh, like he has those same aspects as a quiet. Does everything the right way, the quiet way. Yeah, I I, I guess. But I can imagine like somebody giving me C at that young early age. age. Now, now it's now it's like the trend. Um, I don't know if it's wrong or right. I don't know. Like he he's the best player in the league, in my opinion. Uh, Do you think maybe they gave it to him just because there was yeah face no of a franchise second option? Yeah, at that time, I, 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 get, I guess. But I, I still feel like you need like like a veteran group around you to yeah. help you and grow as a captain and leader. I I think he's going to be a great captain, but so much pressure, which he handled well, like being in this, you know, it's, it's he's not, been Connor McDavid since he was like 10. Right? Yeah. He was, he was, yeah. Uh, he's I think, I think he was prepared for it. Like they, they were preparing him for this, his whole life. Yeah. They knew you, you, you see him on the ice. They knew right away. Right. There's so many crazy stories though. Like when he first came into the league and he was in training camp, he took a really crappy training camp number. Hmm. And they were talking about like when you make the team. He's like, no, 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 no. If I make the team, like he, I remember his first year in the league, he wouldn't really make any comments on other players in the league. They'd ask him. I like that. Respectful. He's very respectful. He's a very humble guy. Yeah, right? I, that, that's yeah. And that's who you're gonna. That's who you're gonna follow as 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 a teammate, right? Like that's a leader. Like you want the guy have that aspect in them. Uh, I, I cannot I, I don't know if he's a good captain or, or, or not. Like I never talked to anyone about him really. Like I just see him on the ice and fuck. He does some shit though. 
fuck me. Like, <laughs> are you, I'm are glad you I'm out of the fucking yeah. league. Like, <laughs> it's it's insane. And like him and Drysaddle together, it's. What just, do you think of Drysaddle? Fuck. Well, when he first got drafted, everybody's like questioning his fucking skating and shit. Like, fuck, <laughs> not. Not, not issue, not issue at all. And but when he, when eighteen year old, he was already big and strong. And I was like, "Fuck, this guy's gonna be a fucking beast." And just he is. He's yeah. and he's smart too. So like he thinks the game well. This everybody's like talking about like you have to be fucking super fast or super skill. I think fucking you gotta rethink the game. Like you can if you're dumb. Like so many players fucking didn't make it. They had the skill. They had the speed. They had the strength. If you don't think the game well. You're not gonna be in the NHL because most other guys can't think the game well. All, almost all of them who are in the NHL, and yeah, I think he's just a he's a stud. And like he's like fucking like he protects the puck. He can fucking skate with the puck in, in the offensive zone for fucking thirty seconds and the, and won't let the fucking defenseman touch it because he's just so strong and uses his edges well and with his head up. Like they got like. Yeah. Do you think the oil? And, and I realize this is like quasi conflict of interest, but like, do you think the oil can turn it around? Do you think we're going to be okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah? I, I think so. Can with, you tell with, me the story of how it's going to be okay? I'd like to hear. I, I, I'm not it. a manager, so I, I don't know. But they just they, they need few pieces. Uh, I'm gonna go into details, but I I, be, I believe they they brought Ken Holland and, and Dave uh, Tippett now too. Yeah, that's I I. I know a lot of people who played for him, and I didn't hear anything bad about him. Like Good they, communicator. They sh- yeah, they should have tried to bring him earlier. I feel like he was. Well, av- we've had only eight coaches in the yeah, last. Yeah, he was. Years he was available. Like I, he did. He did some good things in Arizona, and uh, yeah, that was his latest gig. But yeah, uh, and obviously, uh, Holland had a lot of success with with Detroit and. I believe they can turn it around. It's crazy that GMs make $5 million now. Hey. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Five it, years, $25 million US. It's it's nice, Woo. but if he can if he can turn it around, yeah. I mean, every penny. I, yeah, worth every penny. And uh, other teams turn it around. Why why can Oilers turn it Look around? Look at the Blues. Yeah. Last in the league this year, and now they're yeah. in the cup finals. Like I, I believe that. Like, I, I know it's probably hard for Oilers fans to believe that because every year is the same. Same song about, you know, we gotta be better. We gotta be better. But I don't remember too many years back in the hard, hard days, which you were a part yeah. of, where we had two hundred point players. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember that day. No, and that's that's a hard that's a hard part that you have two players like that, and you still don't make a playoffs. Like you're far from playoffs. Hey, how far? Well, I don't know. How Eight far. roster players out of twenty three. Come on, <laughs> no. he still has no. to live here. I don't, I don't, think, he's, I don't think he's willing to give Not us that. I, I don't. Want, I don't want to get into that. No, but. I don't, but I don't. Obviously, a few pieces are yeah. missing, and I hope they're gonna turn around. Like, fuck, look at look at Calgary. But Calgary was always like around the like a playoff spot, kind of always. But this year, even though playoff playoffs didn't go as as well as they hope, fuck, look at them in a regular season. Mm-hmm. They were a fucking beast. Beast. Yeah. Fuck, and they did it without within like a fucking four or five years. With your little buddy Johnny Hockey there, yeah. skating the rings around everyone. Yeah. He's amazing. He is fucking. How he isn't a that's smudge a, on some boards and some rink somewhere because too someone... smart. Just th- that's exactly uh, hockey sense. Like that, right he there. He thinks the game. Thinks the game yeah. a- ahead of you. Yeah. That's why he's so good. And he's obviously quick. He's got skill, but he thinks the game so well. 
I, we've kept you for a lot longer than we even anticipated because this has been so good. But what's kind of next for you? Like you mentioned, maybe you have one more year in the check, and then do you have a plan to keep playing after that, or do you maybe want to do like some of what Sean Horkoff did, player development, that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, player development. Uh, yeah, one more year in check, and then uh, I want to move back to to Edmonton. Really? Yeah. Oh, good show. Well, kids are more Canadian than Czech, so. You know, you're gonna be based based here. Uh, do you have a house in the Czech Republic? Or Czech, yeah, Czech yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, yeah. I do. Um, Keep that forever. I'll think about it. I'm, I'm thinking yes because I I still want to go there every summer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, something like a player development that would fulfill me. I I feel like I have a lot of experience in the NHL and inter on the international stage. Uh, played in Europe. I I think I have lots to give and. Um, I'm only I'm gonna be 34 next year, and I feel like you have a pretty good connection to younger players when you're when there's not this like a 40 year old gap or 30 year old gap. I I still feel uh, that like I mentioned experience and the gap is really small. I I can relate to them and you can talk about Fortnite if you have to. Yeah, oh, fuck. That. <laughs> but but shit. especially working with like European players, I know what it took and how hard it was. You can help um, with culture shock. Exactly, and just ease ease them into it. Hopefully, hopefully I'll be fortunate to uh, you know to uh, score some uh, score some job in the NHL. I know it's not a lot, a lot of people want to do that, and but it's almost having to make it again. Hey? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. But I I always say everywhere, you know, NHL is the best league, and I was fortunate enough to to play in it, and fuck, it was the best time of my life. But again, like if you wanna, I, I would like to do player development at the NHL level. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it right away, or if teams are looking for some more experience, and I'm gonna have to start somewhere else. But one day, I, that's my goal to to make it to the NHL again, and hopefully at the player development role. Well, as a as a organization here, OilersNation.com. Excellent, excellent URL shout out. Yes, mm. slash the Nation Network, who has zero pull over any team's decisions. I would like the Oilers to try to hire you as in, into player uh, development because I think you embody exactly what I think an Oilers should be. Yeah. Someone who comes, cherishes the opportunity, molds their game, you know, to what it needs to be and, and, and puts in the effort and, and, and the care to win. And sacrifice. The sacrifice. And is willing to stand up for a teammate. Once again, I'm old school and I love that shit. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for recognizing that. Like, it means a lot to me. Seriously. Honestly, like, because like, like I said, like, Oiler fan, like, watching you come in, just like, how you evolved your game, just like, yep. every fight you got, I, I, I felt like I was your father, and I was proud, So I'm like, yes, yes, and like, <laughs> just seeing how you that developed, like, I'm like, this is our guy, like, that. You that, wanted to be here, and it yeah. was very obvious. That goes I, a long I, uh, way with the fans. I, like, why would I, you know, I, I don't like to lie. I'm not gonna say I never lie, but uh, yeah, I don't like to. And I, I was very honest and open about staying here and wanted to be here and you know win here. Uh, you know, and I, I'm so happy that I got to spend uh, I don't know seven eight years here uh, with the organization, even though we didn't make a playoffs. But it was a, I'm still proud of it, and I would I wouldn't change it for anything. Seeing as you had to uh, sit out that last year for your health and make sure that you're you were okay, how big of a decision was it for you to go back and play in the Czech Republic? Well, when doctor when doctor told me that I could try it again, uh, 
yeah, I, I wasn't even thinking about any other leagues. Uh, it was my hometown was the only choice because they played the top league. I'm familiar with with uh, with the management. They there. spent all that money developing you when you were six. Yeah, I know. Time to recoup yeah. that on the back end. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> I feel like I like giving something back mm-hmm. to them and, and going back, even though f- probably first half of the year <laughs> of the first year wasn't wasn't exactly what I was uh, hoping for. You know, it's it's hard to to be back and playing Getting hockey after a year and a half. I was always, I, I kept in shape, but just like the timing on the ice and like, I was skating mostly by myself in the off season. And all of a sudden you have, you have a bunch of other guys on the ice and like half of the year was really hard, but then I got used to it and, uh, oh, played this, this year went well and hopefully we can have successful year next year too. One of the things just talking about coming back from long-term injury, Sekera this year, mm-hmm after blowing out his knee and then blowing out his Achilles heel. Like, did you think, like, I don't know how closely you follow, but like, I thought that guy was done. He came back and he was unbelievable. Poor guy. Like year a, and a half off, yeah, kind of like your situation, right? I, I can imagine like what he went through, but obviously, and he's signed, right? Yeah. Still, yes. And he's a hell of a player. And, and it just shows that I, I, I know him a little bit, and he's a hardworking guy. He's one of those guys. He's like I think only hardworking guys like you guys can come back from that time off. Yeah, like you have to be determined to make it back and like being even better. Uh, yeah, he. I'm sure he put a lot of lot of time. Like he came back it. and he was playing like 16, Whoa. 17 minutes a well, night just, within like three games yeah, of to, being back to come back to the NHL. And you said like the timing, but like to come back and still have that like lo- like elite level patience you would have in the blue yeah. line where he's just like. Just control, making, waiting on guys to go past him. I'm like, holy fuck! Like, yeah, this is why we signed him it. for all those sheets. Yeah, <laughs> he's still oh, got he's it. A, he's a hell of a player. Yeah. He's yeah. a hell of a player. Well, I think we're gonna wrap it up so we can let you go live a rich and full life. But Laddie, thank, thank you, you so much yeah. for coming in today, buddy. Like seriously, like you're a heck of an oiler, and we hope to see you in these mean streets, Edmonton again. Thanks, thanks, yeah. guys. I really appreciate. It. I really enjoyed my time here. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jabba Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jappamachinery.com. Jabba Machinery Group. Join the family. Real Life Podcast, we're back. We're going to do a debrief. Chalmers. We were Hi. leaving here and we were decided on the fly. This is a very organic episode. You're like, we need to debrief on Laddie Schmidt because he just left and we just walked him out. So we came back in here and in our Schmidian way of work ethic, we're going to do some more content. Yes, we are. I, I would like to say, you know, to, we, you know, we ta- talked about and this is, I got to tie Jap to this because Lad- Laddie Schmidt is a fucking rig. Just like the J14 of Jappa. <laughs> That guy could move some earth if he decided to. If he to. wanted to, he could. Did you see that I almost accidentally guessed what their product was on their Instagram the other day? I said it was like the 360R or something like that. And they were like, it's actually the 360S. You've been studying. Oh, and well, I have. Look at you studying and yeah. actually learning things. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm here. I just want to shout, shout out Jappa because, because they sponsor the podcast and allow us to hone our craft and yell, yell random things. We're able to have an amazing interview. With a guy like Laddie Smead, and I'm still reeling from it. I know we're going to dive deep in it as to what we just just Witnessed. went through because I'm still like, like I'm hot, I'm sweaty. See, I, thought, I thought you were going to go. We dug deep with Laddie Schmid. 
Like what you would. Well, I, d- I did make reference to him moving Earth like a J14 or a C36, like you oh, just brought C36. up. C36. You wish that you moved I've... Earth like a C36. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of a machine. Hell of a machine. Thank you, Jappa. Thank you, Jappa. So, like, I I really liked everybody in here liked Laddie Schmidt when he was a player. There's a cup of water in front of me that he was drinking. That I'm, I'm taking a photo for the Instagram account, and I'm gonna say this is Laddie Schmidt's water. Yeah, I'm, if you uh, want to tune in, this is my. We're totally water. gonna try to clone him, right? Oh, of course. We have enough DNA here yeah, yeah, that we're going to... I feel gonna... like we got it. You need to put out the water because he was shaking it a few times. And I know we're going to get people being like, oh, I heard Laddie shaking the ice. Was he yeah. boozing while he was doing no, that? No, he oh, was yeah, on no, the water. I saw that. There was a couple times Full disclosure, we offered him a beer and he yeah. declined it because he is training. I had two tallies, but because I'm not training. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I had two because they were refreshing and delicious. So I like Laddie Schmid when he was an oiler. And I like Laddie Schmid now having sat down and talked to him because I feel like... And you hit upon it, Jay. Like, that's the kind of guy you want to bring back. That guy gets it. That guy gets being a fucking oiler. Just hearing how, like, when he came and, and, like, knew he had to work hard and change his game, but, like, just just paid attention and, and, like I said, put in the effort, obviously, because he hit, like, like, well, let's take a step back further and talk about, like, his dad, like, played, like, Soviet-era level hockey, like, for the Army team, like. That guy would have gone through some intense training. Holy shit. But, uh, yeah, for for Lottie to come here and, and hone his game to be able to stay because he wanted to stay and do all the sacrifices uh, that it took to do it. And, then, like I said, like bring the tough elements from the game. Like He said he never fought or hit, really, before he came to North America and obviously had the will to want to add that to his game and did a great, like, and had a great career doing it. To me, that was one of the most impressive things that he played the European style of game, not as much physical contact. And then when he comes over here, he's looking at guys like Steve Steos, guys like Jason Smith, seeing how they're playing the game. And he's like, he wanted to add that element to his overall game. And I, I just, it was endlessly impressive hearing him talk about why he wanted to do it, fighting for your teammates, all of that. It was great. It was incredible. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought we, I, kind of do wish we got to talk a little bit more personally just with like you know silly questions we talked a lot of hockey and i you know like that's what this is it's a podcast about hockey but uh no I it really, isn't says our you know what interview. well so like at, in the debrief i mean number one thing i wanted to say i don't think at the very beginning that anybody knew who was in the room <laughs> which would have been you know like it's just introduce everybody because it gives everybody a sense you know when you're listening you hear a voice and you don't really listen to the question, I think, at the first time this person speaks if you're thinking about, well, who is that speaking, right? And so that was one thing I thought, you know, and like, obviously, man, we're all learning this shit on the fly. Full right? disclosure, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Exactly. I'm like, no, oh my God, Laddie And, just, and I'm that's like, why I think a let debrief... Let me just go get my adult size depends from the fucking and store. That's, and that's why I thought a debrief would be great. It yeah. just so happens we needed 15 more minutes of content. So oh, we're going to do it on the pod, man. We're going to show everybody not, right? what's up. All, I think all your great shows an after show. The Hills. Yeah. It's not all just champagne and fucking oh. chocolate covered strawberries. There's probably a celebrating. podcast out there about this podcast. Absolutely. I've had an infinite it. parallel. <laughs> <world>. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I dare you to take a sip of Laddie Speed's water, Jay. Oh, jeez. I think you sip. have to. Just take oh. a sip. I'm going to. What if That's you water. Sip. Oh my God. I, I hope I get what this What if you turn flu. into Laddie Speed? Yeah, what if you, Jesus. Oh, He's going like, to go geez. back and listen to it and be like, those fucking years. so freaking I dare you in six hours, I'm going to have abs of steel. In six hours? That's all it takes. I don't Anyways. think we were that weird. Number two, no, 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 I thought we no, were not at all, not at all, not at all. But I like, I just think that we could have, we could like, I think in the future there's a lot to talk Thomas to about. Like That's this a podcast, I don't think. Mm. No, I, I loved every part. Doesn't like the others. 
I liked it. I liked it a lot. Wish it was we an oil don't can. have a podcast studio yet. Let's be honest, right? We're moving towards. We it. are. We are. And <laughs> no thanks to me. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, well, no thanks to us. Shit either. happened. It happens when you party. And uh, so, yeah, when we do have it in the basement and we have, you know, like there was four of us doing this interview with a fifth person and a sound engineer, right? That's six people in this room. This table can safely do six people, but it's just we don't have enough mic stands. Me and, you know, me and Bag Milk are sharing a mic over there. It, you know, the logistics of doing the interview are a little tougher. So because, these good mics that we have here, we're yeah. ordering two more. Yes. Your M checks on it. Yes. So when we move downstairs, we're going to have only these. Yeah. And they'll be and they'll be stationed on the table. Like you know, if you can picture having a table with Laddie, you know, Wanye, Jay, and then uh, sound engineer Urem Chuck. There's then me and Bag Milk over on the couch. And when I asked my first question, Laddie looked up and kind of looked around and was like, "Where's this go? Like, oh, they talk too." And you I know, think that's it was cool though. Well, sure, but you know, I think the introduction might have helped too, true, true, right? True. Letting him know that these two guys are actually on it. They're not just sitting here because they want to be in the presence of Laddie Smead, right? Which yeah. is also true. Which, yeah. I mean, it is, yeah. right? But the fact is, is like a little bit letting just people have to, the less guessing that people have to do, I think would be, would be great. And that's where I think the debrief comes in. So do you feel but, like he was uncomfortable no, or were you I think uncomfortable? I was uncomfortable. Ah, I'd be completely honest with you. I, I knew it well, was about him. Yeah, hell no. He was comfortable from, I, he, you well, know. That's fair. That's the first he, they think, you know, when, when an interviewer, when somebody comes in for an interview, and because I remember feeling, they feel like they have to like carry something, you know, like that we want some like world life changing answer or something, but it's just not the case, right? We just want them to talk like normal people. And we did a great job, I think, at that. I think that we all, he, he was comfortable, hence why this is a two parter, why mm-hmm. he stayed. Mm-hmm. We gave him ample opportunities to like leave, mm-hmm. you know. And, we asked him, like, you want to go? Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, get the fuck like, out of here, Laddie. Get like, out of here. here. No, I he's love like, this no, too. Much. I'm having a good time. And he's like, I'll never leave one. I'll right? kick your ass. I, don't, I was like, oh, like I'm going to get you a 13th follower. Like, right. So I don't think our, I don't think our, our weaknesses here are making somebody feel comfortable and like having a good chat with us. It was, that was everything. It was just that right off the bat, it was like, I don't know. I thought he just maybe thought people were following. And so anyways, we're going to do that. And that's what that's what's to come. And we'll always be getting better. And like with the Brandon Davidson interview, we just so happened to all be sitting at the table. He knew kind of who was there. And so immediately he knew that there could be a question coming from the left left field over here, right? Yeah. Yeah. There could be a question coming from first base. Like He just th- knew what was happening. I think right? we did a better job with this one on kind of letting the player talk. Yeah. As opposed to jumping in. Like, it's still something that we're always going to have to work on, but like, you know, we're set team up with questions, you know, letting them tell their story and kind of the framing it hard about getting, I think, Oh yeah. No, yeah. Learn, and learn I think like you said, Wanya, like the, the goal is, is that this, we want this to be like player friendly where they can come. Don't feel like they're going to be getting grilled. We just want to hear their stories. That's what we just want to hear. Right. Yeah. Stories about hockey. Now that was hockey heavy stories. And we like that. I would like some more real life, real life, heavy stories. Like I want to know, if like on a Friday night and he's having a glass of wine, does he watch a rom-com or a comedy? I know it's a stupid question, but trust me, it's just, that's how you get to know somebody. That's how you, you know, and they get comfortable too. They're like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm not going to be getting grilled. So I think we're on there. Like, yeah. I, I mean, that was a, that felt good. That was, like, th- that was tough to your point. I was like, I think I th- and, and, and to bring in like Lottie's point about how Horkoff prepares. I think, I think that's a, an element from us. that we need to do for pre- preparation is like be ready and have that kind of, take it to that angle like when because it like have that list of questions or right. whatever it is he, that we want to do with everyone because just because like sorry just because like when when i have laddie smead in a room like i just like i i, I was 
I was mildly fanboying in there oh, because like I loved him as an oiler. So like I just want to talk about hockey with him, and that's my fault. I saw you kept trying to get your foot closer to his foot. Interesting. Just, like, it was I was weird. working my way. Was I was, we were just at me and Bag Milk. We were well, talking about it. I just licked the entire rim of the glass to make sure I got Rivers' lips touched, <laughs> just to ensure. Yeah, he made, did. You see when we were going to do the debrief, and he said, "I'm taking my mic back," and he went and sat down and. Started getting close with the mic. No, just kidding. Uh, but just anyways, like, no, I, I also think that, what were you just saying? Oh, no, just talking about like, because you're, you're right. I, 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 I think it's important <laughs> we bring in that real life thing. But it goes back to like the real life, like uh, conversations outside of hockey when we have these guests. But that, that to us, we need to have that preparation. Because, oh, yeah, the preparation. Because I get lost because I'm like, I just want to well, talk about Oilers all the time. I mean, you can have a basis of your foundation of that. But what the Horkoff thing came from him saying literally in a break that that was his favorite captain. And we all looked at each other and were like, that's something we have to say. And then he started rattling off players. And it was just like the perfect time. Say, Horkoff. Yep. And it went into him yep. telling us the story, right? Like, yep. it's those little tiny triggers, you know, just to put away in our memory banks to be tell because he want he has stories that he doesn't know that he's going to say that he doesn't know he wants to say and it's like he gives you a little snippet and and it's one of those things where you say like you bring up Horgoff because oh that was my favorite captain that right there is like a moment in time where I could tell you guys all looked at each other and were like we got to bring that up well, like, and you can tell was- when when you ask the right question or we trigger in on something because then he his body yeah, he like he up. got excited and he's like he got into it but like. Like the preparation thing I was talking about, though, uh, is like if we want to bring real life stuff in, like I think we have to like actually think about what the things we want to bring in, like asking those questions and have them ready somewhere. So when we, had them ready. we well, engage I think that I think, piece uh, of paper like, I think because are- all I'm going to do yeah. is like I just because like once again, I go back to like, you know, Oilers fan Jay. And I'm just like, oh, like I just. They call it like the this or that, right? And it's like the this or that. It's like, you know, on the thing, it would be like comedies or rom com. I just want you to tell me comedies or rom com. And most of the time, they'll just say the one word hip hop or rock, beer or cocktail, big party or small gathering, you know, shoes or sandals, passenger or driver. And at some point, that will trigger a thing and a story where they will say their answer. And quickly, the first thing that comes into their mind from the answer may be a good story, right? Like it's those, and it's just, it takes them out of. You know, hockey talk or or what they're specialized in. I was about two seconds away from ruining Game of Thrones for him. Like not like then he put out the I haven't seen the final season. But if he had, that would have opened up a can of worms. Speaking speaking, God, of, we're going to continue on. But at the very end of this, I we promised them a segment of something I recommend or I want people to watch. We did the Wu Tang thing. I got one. I got one this All week. Right. It's okay. only thirty minutes. Engage it's that an piece easy of paper. watch, like, and I'm telling Bash Brothers. Yeah. Could you want to just do it now? Is it? Oh I, I just started watching. It's so funny. Fun. There's a few scenes it's in there that hilarious. are so. You just started watching. I, I watched 30 minutes, long. minutes of it. I was kind of. What? I guess, what were you doing that was so busy you couldn't take the last 15 minutes? <laughs> of I, I kind of like, I'm going to go back to watching this other thing. Oh my God. Oh it my is God. so There's good. So, many so funny The Lonely Island, like, they are just really good at satirical raps. Obviously, they came out with Lazy Sunday. The beats are unreal in that the show. The beats in that, those are 11 beats that if they sold them to top. 50 top 10 artists right now top 50 artists they would be hit songs yeah. on their albums yeah. like it's just a fact they can slow it down like they do in uh oakland nights when where the sia nights. is on yeah. it oh my god and then you know like hard the, the one right before that's kind of a harder like a harder rap song but mostly like the beats are just really really good it's an 11 song album so what it is is it's 30 minutes it's called the unauthorized um the unauthorized, unauthorized. documentary on the bash brothers Basically, Mark McGuire and 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 Jose Canseco, 
when they were in. Sorry, two, Jose. I slipped a tie. I was gonna say. <laughs> honestly, I was, uh, was going to say Sammy Sosa. Was it no, no. It was like I was going to say Sammy Sosa, but I knew it was Jose, so it came out as Jose. I don't know why. Anyways, so it's thirty, and and what it says is is like basically during their Ryan reign as like the two best home run hitters in the game, they became the Bash Brothers. They made a rap album. They made a rap album. Yeah, and it is fucking hilarious. And the songs are great. It's on Netflix. It's 30 minutes and it's an easy watch. And it's kind of like, it, they call it a visual poem because it's like art, right? Yeah. But with, with like rap. And so, I don't know. DM good. me or get it get to me on Twitter or Instagram at Smigorowski if you like it or if you don't like it because Wu-Tang, I had a lot of fun talking with people about yeah, Wu-Tang yeah, yeah. documentary this past week. See, Jawas, you're starting to get it. Yes, you're Social engaging media. with the audience. Right. It's, no building questions. What have we been doing for 11 years? <laughs> Talk about Bash, it, it's amazing because they were using Oakland A's logos. And the players' it names. It all has to be MLB it approved. all had to have been MLB. And you'd think Jose Canseco, and, like, cause yeah, because they're mocking them. But the fucking A's are in because oh, they want to be relevant. Well, I can the see kids, the A's. And they tell Canseco and McGuire to go Jose fuck Canseco themselves. is taking, he has things where he's trying to get, he's got these money making things. I don't know if you noticed this or, or knew this, but like a couple years ago, he signed up for a celebrity boxing match yes, and sent his, yeah, sent his twin, twin brother. brother. And the only reason that they figured it out was because they have different tattoos, which I was a huge flaw in their planning that they didn't realize it. It's almost as though Jose, Jose Canseco, Canseco didn't think it through. He's got some bad, bad ways of making money these days, which one of them is that he will take a group of people with him into some national park and they will find the Yeti, the Sasquatch. That is a plan of his. It is unfucking believable So do you think that if they came to Sammy Sosa and they said, <laughs> or they said to Jose Canseco, listen, we're going to give you some money. We're going to make funny a little bit in a 30-minute Netflix show. He'd be like, I, I just heard money. Just let me sign. <laughs> right? Mark McGuire. He's I banged Madonna. He's sure you did. For a Jose. Team. Yeah. Yeah. There is a part of that in the show yeah. where he's like, I just didn't find... She wanted to have babies with like somebody who was physically... Oh, my God. Just watch it. It's good. You know who wouldn't sell you a bill of goods? Like Laddie Schmid. Exactly. Indochino. <laughs> Do we want to do another one for them? I feel like we owe them another one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> to go kidding. back to Lottie... Like, it, it it sounds like he may he has ambitions to get back into the game once he retires. He's going to his last season on his contract back in check. And just like this is the type of guy you need in your organization. I don't know what level, but like he just gets it. When we during one of the breaks we were talking and I was talking to him about like the fact that guys like Jesse Puliarvi and anybody basically that came from Europe and doesn't speak the language of English and, and doesn't and that these people should all have a person that works on how to just live in society. Yes, we're talking about and the cultural. How, man, it's unbelievable. And he article. agreed with us huge. Yes. And we never really got to it again. No. But he was like, if you have a Finnish player and they're younger than 25 and they don't speak much English, you should have a person that you employ that can speak Finnish and English and helps them with everyday aspects of life. In every... Like, if you have a player from Czech, Finland, Sweden, Russia, and Switzerland, you should have a guy on your staff each of those that's just designed to help this person they need is, life coaches it is, you are literally protecting your investment and a huge investment with some with not with something that I can't imagine would cost that much money to do everybody on the team everybody in the team High needs ROI. life coaches Chalmers not just yes. foreign kids and yes. if you have an 83 million dollar payroll that plays 5% better because of hiring 10 shrinks yeah, well, yeah you, need play, you, you need yeah. life coaches and you need like integration coaches like to, even at when, when, when Smeed was at the AHL level they still sent like someone to teach him English. Like they're making that investment at that level. Like we're not doing that. I guarantee it. I guarantee you, nobody playing for Bakersfield as a language coach. 
And to me, like listening to Laddie speak, listening to the grind, the hustle that took to get where he got, wouldn't he be the kind of guy? Like he, he, he mentioned being in player development because he's a younger guy. He's 33 years old. He's still in touch with these players. To me, isn't that a job that would kind of suit a guy like that well? That's where the Oilers are missing out in this. Like, I don't object to the boys in the bus really being around necessarily, but they're missing that. Well, I don't object. I mean, they're legends. It's fine. But they're missing that middleware piece. They're missing former players 34 to 44. They've lost contact, like connections. Like yeah. it's, con- it's, it's connections. Like they got the super old guys yes. and then nothing yes. and then the young guys. 100%. And they're like, oh, Connor McDavid, you'll hang out with Gretzky, who's 63. And Connor McDavid's like, okay, like he's I amazing. Guess. He's Gretzky. But if you ask about Fortnite, he's talking about how Ty just got engaged over the weekend. By the way, congratulations, Ty. Congrats. Yes. Yeah, did you see how he did the engagement? Yes. Yes. Marvelous. I wonder if Ty's going to head on over to our friends at Indochino to get his <laughs> brand new suit for the wedding. Well, I was going to work on an angle. Oh, okay. You know what? Go ahead with it. That works better God than what damn I it, Ty, if you're listening, I know you're listening. You, are. you ruined it. Ty, since you're listening, what you need to do is you need to head on down to Indochino. You need to get measured up. You need to pick the style that you want. Maybe personalize. Maybe put a 99 on the inside of that jacket. Your sister did. Young great one. Just maybe. Just maybe. A little great one. Personalize it. Get measured up. Any of the Indochino locations. Or you do it online. Jay went in. You don't want to go in? That's fine. You can do it online. Head on over to Indochino.com. Get yourself a suit and it will be delivered to you. Wrinkle-free, straight out of the box, just like what Jay got, Ty Gretzky. You're going to look great, buddy. Well, as previously mentioned, I am wedding ready. So, Ty, send the invite. I will be there. I will be looking super fly in my Indochino suit, and I'll show you the embroidered inside of Hope Will Never Die, which he gets because he likes a lot of our stuff on the socials. Indochino. What's the turnaround time on these? Because I need a new suit. I'm going to a wedding next month. Like, oh, buddy, we oh. need to get you in there. Oh, man. it was it, I, I, I went in on a Monday, and I got it to – so to, it was like 15 days, 16 days. Dang, maybe. that lines up well for me. So I, I, I need to get in, in the there. Monday so you, so you buy as many business mm-hmm. days as possible because okay. it was quickly shipped. Okay, I need one. And you're going to look fine, yeah, Sorry, is that business days? Or are we talking like – No, no, it was 15 legit. It was like I ordered it on a Monday, and I got it like two weeks and the – Wednesday, uh, I two guess. weeks and change. Yeah, I'm going to change. Toronto at the end of the month for a wedding, and I just happen to have to dress up. And I don't dress up in fancy clothes much. I've got like three or four suits. Went to put them on, try them on. Oh, the body has changed. Too successful. Oh, too <laughs> successful. I'm too successful these days. Just laying, <laughs> too successful these just pants. drinking too much, and too just successful yeah, for these yeah, jeans. Not Indochino saying no. Will help you hide that success. No, they'll the just gotta give me bigger pants yeah. so I can still be successful. Exactly. But so it'll be tailored perfectly. As a as an aside. New suit, more life, back in the more day, success. Back in the day, yeah, <laughs> back in the day, we we once coined fat people as successful. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you be fat if you're successful? You, look successful? you don't have to be skinny anymore. What the fuck's wrong with you? You also look successful. <laughs> yeah. But Chalmers, yes. the more success you get, you're gonna have to make sure your measurements are up to date. Yes. Indochino won't be able to help you unless you update the measurements. Indochino.com. I was going to work a ter- terrible angle for Indochino. Uh, well, very good angle because I'm, I'm associated with the very sexy Peter Nedved. And that was going to be my angle. But t- mm. it's but interesting it, to get a glimpse of Peter Nedved. In that's what I love. Right? How much if he's a pimp. He, had a he probably has Royce. pimp suits like Indochino. Yeah, I picture him like a black and gray, a black and gold firebird back in the day. I swear to God, there's a, there's a picture out there somewhere. Somebody find it of Peter Nedved posing on a black and gold firebird you know the one with the 
big bird on the front. It's like a Pontiac Firebird. He's like a white snake. This is like, yeah. yeah. Maybe that was Tawny Katane. I remember one time reading an article about <laughs> Seal, like the singer. And it was, ta- it was like, I think it was in Rolling Stone. It was talking about how like Kiss from a Rose had come out and Steel was, er, Steel was amazing and yep. he made so much money and he just dropped off the face of the earth for a few years. And that you'd see, I remember this article, it's like Seal basically drives around LA right now in a gray Ferrari, just chilling or Lambo. <laughs> and I was like, God damn Seal, that's how you do it. That's how I think of Nedved too. Like oh, yeah. he's in Pardubice Czech and he rolls up in a Rolls Royce Phantom and he gets out. And he's like, whatever. I still got some Rangers money. Am One I thing I wanted to talk to about Nevin is like, because he's like, Yager's still playing. And so we would have played against Yager. I, I, I wanted to kind of bring that up. That's one thing I forgot. I wish I did. I had a whole list of stuff. Like I wanted to ask him about his first NHL goal against Columbus. It was a beauty. But you're right. But, well, yeah. But we were sitting over there on the couch and it was hard to get a word in edgewise. I don't about, even right? think it was that. It was Chalmers, more. You it was probably like, asked more questions than anyone. Yeah, yeah because I forced my way in. I bet you. Because I forced my way in. You got damn right. This is what I like about the real life show, though. I like that, like, in the Wu-Tang documentary, you're watching them record and there's so many people in the room. Yeah. And I don't want to be you, God, God damn it. No, no, you're not you, God. Okay, good. No, no, no. <laughs> but, like, by having everybody here, it forces you to improve your game. Yeah. Because I know, and this is why you're on the show, Chalmers, I know that if you have a fucking question for Laddie Smead, or you want to tell Laddie Smead what being an oiler is all about, oh, I forgot tonight, to... laughing, I'm like, sure, Chalmers, why don't you lecture Laddie Smead on what it means to be an oiler? But that's good, because you have hot takes, and you'll drive it right through the crowd, and you'll deliver them. Yeah, and if I'm minutes. wrong, I'm wrong, and I don't give a shit. And but he'll correct me, and he'll, and he'll room, say it the way it is, yeah. Right, they say in the, in the Wu-Tang documentary, I had to spit hot verses, or the room would eat me alive. Yeah. That's ultimately, like, let's be honest, with the exception of your Remchak, and well done booking Smeed, by the way. Buddy, yeah, it was wicked. None of us have any business, potentially Bag Milky's on the radio a lot, but we have no business talking to Laddish Lau Schmied. No. Like, let's just start out with that. And the whole premise of our show is that we shouldn't even be here, but due to the magic of light and sound, we're here. But I think there should be a bunch of people in the room yelling over each other trying to talk to Laddie Schmidt. I think it should be mildly overwhelming for Laddie Schmidt to yeah. walk in and be like, who the fuck are all these people and why are they all yelling at me at the same time? That's what the show's about. Yeah. The day you walk in here and it's a one-on-one with Barbara Walters, I think we've lost our nation way. Right. We want everybody packed into the basement of Little Brick, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Says, the, the, says the two guys with the very professional-looking microphones. We'll get you new ones. Don't me worry, me and Bag Milk had no was, headset over there. That's okay. I prefer that to this. Well... I'll happily this. switch to you. We'll get it fixed. We'll get it sorted. No, I know. I know. I know. No, I feel like we'll pull it away. No, no. It's hey, more, listen. It's like a... Learning. It's like we're what, close. What did in. you say to me? Like uh, it takes it takes a podcast like 120 100 episodes, episodes. 100 episodes. 100 episodes to yeah. figure out how to do it. And we're probably now all jokes aside about having 12 listeners. We're probably set to crack 300,000 downloads since we started. Mm-hmm. And we're probably on about episode 130. I think 124 this week. 120. You literally said the number last week and none of us retained uh, today. I think it's 124 this week. That, uh, so we're pointing in the right direction. I know. And I think like with your Amtrak, thank you for getting in there. We're going to try and follow up with Smeed and see who else we can talk to. we got a couple other former Oilers, maybe in the mix, Chalmers. you got to lead, lead on a guy. Yeah. Hopefully we do build a good enough show yeah. that word gets out that if you go in the it's Oilers It's just a fun Nation place show, to go, right? It's fine. Yeah. They give you a beer if you want one or a water if you want one. Don't leave half because the weirdo guy will drink the other half and leave. <laughs> Delicious. Jesus. I think we're on the right path, boys. <laughs> Let's wrap it up for the week. Real life podcast. See you next episode.
excuse me there. I just lost my trend of thought. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.